Welcome to the Northridge Church Podcast, a weekly rewind of Sunday's talk. All right, children, I um, invite you to go ahead and, and skedaddle off to uh, Kids Zone or the Warm Tropics. And uh, uh, adults, you have to stay. You have to stay. You can't go with them. They're going to a warm place. Rest assured, there's heat in that other building. And, uh, and we're just going to make it okay. At least, at least today, I know no one's going to fall asleep because it's too cold. And you may, may, may die of hyperthermia. Was it hyperthermia? Hyper, hyper, hyperthermia, yeah. Stay awake, in other words. Don't go to sleep on us. I'll do my best to, uh, to be very cognizant of the time and just... Uh, just wrap up and stay as warm. Just think warm thoughts. Should have preached on hell this morning. That would have helped. Out. That would have helped tremendously. What? No, just joke. Just joke. Had to break the ice a little bit. Um, past few weeks, Pastor Tony's been uh, leading us through um, the scriptures regarding the promises of God. And this morning, we want to focus in on God's promises regarding our future. Right. That's a topic that all of us are very concerned about, and something that we all have to struggle with and come to grips over, and that is regard is what will take place in our future. There is a, a great movie trilogy of all times out there called Back to the Future. You guys seen those Back to the Future uh, films? Well, in Back to the Future uh, 2, um, this is the, the basic plot uh, of the movie. Um, uh, Doc, played by Christopher Lloyd, and, and Marty McFly, uh, played by Michael J. Fox, um, have to go into the future in order to attempt to correct uh, something that Marty McFly's son is going to do that's going to damage the future of the family. So they have to go into the future and to reconcile that situation. And a great movie. Not sure about the Back, to, Back to the Future 3, but Back to the Future 2, not a bad sequel, right? But there's, a, there's an incident or a dialogue takes place between Marty McFly and, and, and Doc about the future. And this is what, what he says about the future. Now, Marty says he's looking at life, the possibility of his life, 30 years into the future. And he says this to Doc. The future. Unbelievable. i got to check that out, Doc. To which Doc says, all in good time, Marty. I wish I could do a good Christopher Lloyd. That, that would be great today, but I can't. All in good time, Marty. We're on a tight schedule here. And Marty says to Doc, now tell me about my future. I know, I know I'm going to make it big, but do I become like a rich rock star or something? And Doc says, please, Marty, no one should know too much about their own destiny, to which Marty says, right, right, but, but I am going to be rich, right? right? So as long as... What Marty's getting at is, I can take whatever is ahead of me, but as long as I'm rich, everything is going to be okay. Just like Marty McFly, we are all fascinated about what our future is going to turn out to be. In fact, that's why Americans, according to United Kingdom's Daily Mail, spent $2.9 billion seeking the services of, of psychics and, and fortune tellers. That's why reading of the horoscopes are at an all-time high in our nation, because people are worried about something that they have no control over. In other words, we seek out these fortune tellers and these, these horoscopes and, 
and these psychics because we want to mitigate all the risks that may take place in the future that we cannot control. All the unknown surrounding our future, that's what is at stake. And we are tempted to, to seek these avenues because the future is beyond our control. And when the future is beyond our control, then, then oftentimes we worry, and worry sits in. And, but here's something that worry does not do for us. Worry does not help us at all in life situations. It has no solution to the things that we are dealing with presently, and obviously it has no solutions for the things that are yet to come to pass in our life. And though we have no, no control over our future, this is the good news this morning. The scripture tells us that while we have no control of our futures, there is a God in heaven who does. He knows all things about your future. He knows where your life is going. He knows what's going to take place uh, later on this afternoon in your life. He knows what's going to take place this coming week in your life. Um, he knows what's going to take place uh, five years from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now in your life. He already sees it. And for you and I, that's good news this morning. For you and I, that kind of gives us a, an ability just to kind of catch our breath through the craziness of life and know that God knows our future. Now, here's why I think it's very interesting for you to know this and connect with this truth. The first thing is this, is that we all live our lives in the future. Everything about our lives are still yet to come in the future. None of your life is left in the past or even today. I mean, in the moment, we are living in the moment, but we are living in the moment for the next moment in the future. And all your life is in the future. And, and two things we say about that. We've already said, number one, you're not in control. And number two is we have very limited ability to plan for those things that may come our way. But God already knows what's going to happen. So if God already knows what's going to happen to me later on today and next week and five years down the road or 10 years down the road or 30 years down the road, then I would want to tune my heart to say, what does the scripture say what God is going to do to help me regarding my future? One of the attributes or the characteristics of our God is that he is a God who is omniscient. Now, that is a, a big word, omniscient. But literally what it means is that God knows everything. And because he knows everything, he is our best help in regards to those worries that consume us about our future. Now, I just want to do a little, little bombing on us this morning, a theological bomb in our midst, because in order for us to understand how God operates and what he does in regards to our future, we have to understand a little bit about theology regarding who God is. Now, if God is unlimited in his knowledge, then that means he knows all things. And because he knows all things, listen, everything is possible for God. Because he knows all things, everything is actualized in God's determination, in God's knowledge, in God's understanding about the future. He knows everything. Nothing catches him by surprise. He never says, gee, I did not see that coming. He never says, that took me by surprise, right? There is no, no such thing as a concept of, 
God being surprised. He knows all things. He sees all things in the future just as much as he sees all things in the past simultaneously. You see, we are people who are limited by time because we're created beings and we were created within the scope of time, right? So time rules our thinking. It rules our our life. Everything about us fits into the paradigm of time. But our God, according to Scripture, our God was God before there was the invention of time. So God operates and has always operated outside of time. I know that kind of blows your mind a little bit, but you have to understand this. God is not controlled by time like you and I are controlled by time. God is not concerned by time like time is, is concerning to us. If God is outside of time, then time means nothing to God. In other words, because time means nothing to God, God is never late in keeping his promise. Because time is not limiting God, then God always shows up for us in our time of need at just the right moment. That's why it's so important for us to understand that that theological concept of, of God being omniscient. You see, for us, that we are... We have, we have situations um, that are bound in time. We receive a, a, a medical prognosis. We need God urgency, urgency to come and help us immediately. We have a financial need. We need God to show up this week. Um, we have a relational issue going on in our life. We need God to show up ASAP. Well, for God, that just doesn't exist. For him, he is outside of time. But in his own, in his own ways, by his own means, according to his own directives, he will come through for us. Now, I didn't include this um, on the uh, outline on the screens, but if you have a Bible hand, if you have a pen ready, I just want you to write down this, this tremendous verse, Deuteronomy 31.8. Deuteronomy 31.8. This is a powerful verse in regards to God being all-knowing, and, and powerful. This is what it says in, in Deuteronomy 31.8. And the Lord is the one going ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not desert you or abandon you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So in other words, God is just as active in the future as he is in the present, as he has been in the past, equally. And for the scripture in Deuteronomy 31.8 to say, God is going before you. How does God go before us unless he's already in the future, unless he's already operating in our terminology in the future while we are living the present? It says God is going ahead of you and he will be with you. So God is with you in the present, but he's also going ahead of you in the future. Now, ponder that this afternoon over your bowl of chili and get back with me okay, on that, on that concept. So that is what God is doing, and that's his promise. For you and I. That's why we can take courage when we're going through the difficulties of life. He's already in your future. Unknown to you, he's already there. He already sees it. He's in control of it. Just as he is working and in control of your presence. I hope that that encouraged you in some way this morning as it has me in my own situations. You see, we as pastors, we, we go through 
life just like you go through life. We, we, we have things that upend our schedules like it upends your schedule. We have things that come across our path that we weren't expecting just like you experience in your life. We have times where we have to cry out to God um, for God to come through, just like you have to cry out to God to come through. So that's why I love this verse out of Deuteronomy 31.8. He is going with me, and he is going before me, and I can walk courageously through whatever circumstances come my way. Because God is omniscient. He can see everything in history past. He can see, he knows everything in history present. He knows everything yet to come in, in the history of the future. So that goes for your life as well. Psalm 139, 15 and 16. In fact, it's all the entire chapter 139 speaks about the blessing, the beauty of life itself. And this is what, what, he, what it says in verses 15 and 16. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. In other words, as you were being fashioned in, in, in the womb, God knew you. And he skillfully formed you in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my formless substance. And in your book was written all the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. Love that. So from, from, the, from the moment that you were um, brought into being in your mother's womb, God knew you, and God ordained every single day yet for you to live out. He's already ordained it. It's already written down when yet one had yet come to pass. That is just incredible about our God. Job in, in chapter 34, verse 21, says this, For God's eyes are upon the ways of a man, and he sees all his steps. In other words, God knows what is going to take place in our life every single second of our life. God knows your life from beginning to end. And God has thought far more about your life than you would have ever thought about your life yourself. God knows intimately the plans he has for you more than you know the plans you have for yourself. I mean, you're probably just like me, that there are things in my life that I planned for my life um, that have not come to pass, may not come to pass. There are dreams that I had when I was a, when I was a young man that no longer are, are, are true today. Same way with you. But God knows everything about you. He knows his plans for your life. And listen, all that we see in Scripture regarding our lives in, 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 the, in the hands of God our lives in the eyes of God is this, is that he cares for us deeply. He cares for you magnificently and his plans for you. Yes, even in the midst of the heartaches of life, even in the midst of the trials of life, even in the midst of the setbacks in life, overarching plans for you, his plans for you are good and merciful and kind. Since God is omniscient, you can trust him with all of his promises that he has for you. In fact, the scriptures make, make out 7,000 promises that God made towards his people. But in regards to his future, there is probably about 20 of them regarding our future. We don't have time this morning to go through 20. I know you all want me to go through all 20, right, this morning? I know you do. 
But I just want to I just want to highlight four very very quick. And I mean, I really mean that for time's constraint. Just four promises that God has made for us. In other words, this is what God guarantees us when it comes to our future. You can bank on these things that God will come. We'll see that they come to pass. Number one, God promises to be with me every step of the way. In my future, I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know the timings that's going to take place. I don't know the people that are going to come in and out of my life. I don't know what, what's going to happen, but God already does. I can get my calendar out, and I can make appointments, and I can set dates, and I can set goals, but God truly knows what will happen. I just have a limited ability to plan, but I have no control of what actual events are going to take place in my life. But I can live confidently. I can live with courage knowing that God is with me every step of the way. How do I know this? Because God oftentimes repeats this promise over and over again to his people that he is with them. Look at verses at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6, and very powerful. In fact, Paul, or the writer of Hebrews, is quoting Old Testament scripture, and he says, Make sure your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever abandon you. So that we confidently say, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? It's very fascinating to me that, that um, right before he would speak about the confidence that God is never going to desert you, he, he says, Don't worry about money, don't let money consume you. In other words, don't, don't allow money just to be your overarching desire in life because God will take care of you. He will take care of all of the needs that you have in life. And he will, what? He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. Um, I, I love that word, never. I've looked it up in the Greek, and this is what it means. It means no way, Jose. It, will, it, it cannot be. It is impossible for God to abandon you. It is impossible for, for God to forsake you. It is impossible for God to desert you. Yes, you're going to have people come and go in your life that will abandon you. Yes, you will have people that come in, into your life that will disappoint you. Yes, you will have people that come into your life that will make promises to you and then not follow through on those promises. But every single thing that we see in Scripture is that God and His character is 100% provable in this, that he will keep his word to you. And if he says that he will never abandon you, you can rest assured he will never abandon you. Every moment of your life, he is with you. In the good days, he is with you. In the hard days, he is with you. In the days in which you get the, um, the news that you weren't expecting, he is right there, there with you. When you have to go through life in the darkest part of the storm, he is with you. He will never turn his back on you. There's nothing that you can do. If you are a child of God, there's nothing that you can do that will cause him to walk out of your life. Through that covenant with Christ that we have, we, he is permanently sealed to us. Every step of the way, every second of the day, the Lord is right with you and he will see you through it.
Does it give you some hope this morning? Whatever you may be facing, that God is going to see through it all for you. Secondly, God not only doesn't promise to be here with us every step of the way, he also promises to guide me when I am confused. Now, in the future, you're going to be making decisions. Just like you're making decisions right now. Just like you've made decisions in the past. And these decisions that you make, some of them are life-altering decisions. We're given opportunities all the time that we ought to be taking up. And sometimes those opportunities that come into our life are a very good thing. But oftentimes those things that are good in life, they're not beneficial for us. And so we have to turn to the Lord and ask him in those moments of confusion, what do I do in this moment, God? Where do I go? Um, how shall I respond? The Lord is there with us to give us answers for the things that are coming in our life. You know, I would say that even in a, a church our size, uh, this, this, there's going to be questions such as, Lord, do I, do I take this job that's being offered to me? Lord, do I, do I need to move my family uh, to another city, to another state, in order to uh, pursue a better opportunity? Maybe there's a place you need to go away from family and the things that you've known to be sure and secure because there is a greater financial opportunity waiting you somewhere else. What do you do then? For those who are young in our congregation, who do you marry? You know, God, God, who is that person that you have for me? Who's that perfect complement, that perfect helpmate for me? Who should, who, who should that be? Should I buy a home? Um, should, we, should we make a large purchase that will help us as a family? Um, what do we do about these medical situations that we, we have before us? God says, in those midst of those opportunities that are before you, those questions that you are seeking answers to, those questions that you may, may not have an immediate uh, solution to, God says, I will come alongside of you and I will give you wisdom. I will give you discernment. I will help you straighten out the confusion that you may be going through in certain times of our life. Now, these pivotal moments are, are, are amazing because um, the promise of God is this. I will help you with the end. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. A great, great passage. Trust in the Lord with what? With all of your heart. Not, not part of your heart. With everything in you, trust him. When it doesn't make sense, trust him. And when you can't see the next step to take, trust him. When, you, when you, all around you feel like you're hemmed in with no solutions, trust him with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on what you can see. Lean not on what you perceive. Lean not on what necessarily what other people say. Not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. In other words, God, I invite you into my problem. I invite you into my decision-making moment. I invite you to help me make sense of it all. And what he does, and when you do so, when you acknowledge him, when you give him that open door into your heart, into your decision-making moments, this is what it says, and he will come in and he will make your has straight. Why can, you, why can you trust a God with these important decisions of your life? 
We've already seen in Psalm 139, this is why you can trust God, because he, he, in, he in, in, intimately in, created you. He formed you. While you were yet in your mother's womb, he, he knew you. He loved you. He, he gave you purpose when he gave you life. And through that all, because he, he knows the future, and he's in control of his future, and the very fact that he gave his, his only son to die on a cross for you and I and for our sin, listen, we can trust him in these moments of decision in our life. God wants the very best for you. And because he wants the very best for you, you can trust him wholeheartedly. You get a lot of clarity of knowing the right thing to do by knowing God's word. If you want to know, what God, what is your will for me? Listen, he has explained a lot about life in his scripture. That If we just know the scripture, we would know what God wants for us. But in those moments where, where the scriptures are silent, those questions where, where you need answers to that the scriptures are silent about, you can lean in on the whispers of the Holy Spirit to direct your path and to make your path straight, to give you help to make good and wise and clear decisions in your life. So God will do that. Trust him with all your heart. Lean not in what you can see and perceive. Give him ownership of those decisions, and he will direct your path. Thirdly, God promises to thwart me in times of trouble. Now, there are times in our life that we can see trouble coming. But there's also times in our life that trouble just shows up on our door unannounced. There's times that we can brace ourselves, the ones that we can see coming our way, we can kind of brace ourselves for that. But in the end, we have to go through a future of unknown in regards to times of trouble. In a church our size, I believe in the next year, someone in here is going to lose a loved one unexpectedly. Someone in this room is going to receive some health news that they were not expecting. It's going to alter their life plan and their life journey. Someone in this room is are going to go through some hardships in family. Relationships are going to be tested. Maybe even relationships broken. There are going to be times in our life that we're going to receive news that regarding our finances that we're going to have to say, you know, God, if you don't come through for us right now, we don't know if we're going to make it or not. Folks, those are some hard times. Those are just the realities of life. None of us, like I said at the very beginning, none of us in this room, including us as pastors, we are not excluded from trouble. We're not excluded from pain. We're not excluded from loss. We're not excluded from those things that touch our lives that make us groan, that break our hearts, that leave us in a place where we just cry out in difficulty and pain. Bad things will happen. And when bad things do happen in our life, God says this, I make a promise to you. When those things come your way, I will be there with you. Now, there are things in our life, and we can. this will be for another time and another preaching point, 
there are times where God does, does prevent bad things from happening. But there's also other times that he allows things to happen in our lives. In those moments where, where God allows things to happen in our life, we can trust that he will help us through it all. There's a great promise in, in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 2 to 3, that I would love for you guys just to write down and, and remember this. Right? When you pass through the water, this is the Lord speaking. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And what God is showing us in this passage is not that he will keep us from calamity, not that he will keep us from pain, not that he will keep us from heartache, not that he will keep us from, from things that come about in our lives that are, that are life-changing, life-altering. No, he says those things will happen. But when they do, I promise you that you will not be overwhelmed by them. They may come up to your neck theoretically, and you may think you're about to not make it. And God says, no, 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 no. I will make a way for you. Turn your heart to me. I will make a way for you. If I could have, if I had a, a time traveling DeLorean at my disposal, I would go back 30 years and speak to a 21-year-old Dave Myers. And I would tell, I would tell that young guy with, with life in front of him, I would say to myself at 21, a lot of your dreams are not going to come the way you thought they were going to come. And David, there are going to be times in your life that the winds are going to be knocked out of your sail. And there are going to be people that betray you. And there are going to be people that harm you. But David, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And if I had that same DeLorean <laughs> and I could go... And from when I was 71 and look back to my 51, I'd say the same thing. It's going to be okay. How can we say it's going to be okay in the midst of, of the calamities of life? Because we have a God who rules over, over us. We have a God who rules over our future. We have a God who loves us now, and he will always love us in the future, and he will not allow us to go under. Do not fear, God is telling us, because you are mine. No matter what, God is faithful still. And that is why we can take courage in the midst of life's storm. And the darkest night of the soul, we can take courage that the morning is coming because God is in control of all things. Lastly, I want to share with you the last promise regarding our future is this. And this is important for all of us in this room, for all of us listening online as well. God's promise is to keep me saved until heaven. In John 10, 28, Jesus makes this unequivocal promise to us. He says, and I give them eternal life and they will never perish and, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. No greater promise can be found in all scripture. This, this faith, this faith that we found in Jesus Christ, this hope that we have in Jesus Christ, this life that we have through faith in Jesus Christ, it is permanent. In fact, he has, 
According to Paul, he has sent his Holy Spirit to be put as a deposit upon our hearts to secure our salvation. There is nothing that we can do that will ever, 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 ever break that covenant that God has with us through Jesus Christ. There is nothing that can happen to us that will, that will snatch away that great hope that is found in Jesus Christ. Even though we may become faithless, the scripture says in 2 Timothy, God is still faithful to us. The reason why is that faithfulness is a characteristic of God. It's an attribute of God. He is forever faithful to us as people. And when it comes time for our salvation, no matter what our lives look like, we know once we are born again, we are always born again in Jesus Christ. You and I do not have the authority. You and I do not have the power to undo salvation. That is tremendous news for all of us. You cannot, there is no delete button that you can hit that will take away your salvation. I'm afraid of computers. I don't know about you, but I was raised in that generation that I think if I hit a, if I hit a button on the computer, it's going to wipe everything out. Well, guess what? You can't do that with regards to your salvation. No fear. No fear in regards to the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Psalm 139 says, God knows every day ordained for you, especially the ones that you have yet to live. And here's the wonderful news for us who are found in Jesus Christ and our hope is in him and our salvation is Jesus Christ. That's talking about eternity. Yes, there are days on this earth that we live and we have yet to live yet still. But folks, listen, in Jesus Christ, we have a forever eternity. I may have been a double negative, I'm not sure. But we have an eternity without end. We have days without end. We have a future without end. And because of Jesus and because of his salvation, we get to enjoy the fruit of heaven. We get to enjoy the fruit of eternal life, being in the very presence of God and our Savior for all of eternity. So the faithfulness of God is strong, and the promises of God is strong to us in regards to a future. We who are limited in our ability, we who are limited in our power, we who are limited in our planning, we who are limited in our understanding of the future. Listen, we, there's a point where we have to say we've got to submit and we've got to say hands up God in regards to our future and submit and trust a God who holds all things together in his hands, who knows our future, who loves us deeply, and who will walk with us every step of the way. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the promises in your word that in you, we have all hope. In you, we have victory. In you, we have peace. In you, everything that we need, you will supply. In you, you take care of us now. In and through you, you will take care of us in the future. And we declare that, Lord, we believe that with all of our heart. And Father, that still doesn't take away the, the, hard, the hardships that we face, but Lord, it does soften the blow, knowing that you are always faithful to us in the end. And for those, Father, watching online with us and for those of us in this room today, Lord, I pray that you would just move mightily 
in their, in their present life, in their present circumstances. And for those things that we long for to come about, those things that we have been waiting for you um, to accomplish for us, for those things that are beyond our grasp to understand, we say this. We, Lord, say to you, we will take up courage and we will choose not to fear, for you are with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Northridge Church Podcast. If you'd like more information about Northridge Church, you can find us online at mynorthbridge.org.